Hello everyone, this is John. Thank you for dropping by my YouTube and podcast, Catholic for Rednecks. If you're interested in becoming Catholic or learning about the faith, if you're just curious or intrigued or maybe looking for some junk, you have found the right place because I love to do videos, podcasts about the Holy Catholic Church. I was born and raised Southern Baptist in the great state of Alabama. And all, I'm just a redneck, but um, I was born and raised in a different church than I'm in now. I even went to seminary out in Oklahoma, and um, I spent 50 years in the Baptist Pentecostal churches and found myself wanting to be a Catholic. Come on in, listen. Hello everyone out there in YouTube land. This is John on a Friday afternoon in Lent, coming to you live from the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains near the Cahaba River in Alabama. So um, I've got a question for everyone watching this and you can leave your comments below, but I'll and if you comment while I'm talking live and I don't see your comment, I'll see it later. But the other night, my wife and I, we like to listen to stuff while we're sleeping. Like you can get, you can go to YouTube and find rainstorms and blizzards and uh, train rides and all kinds of things to make you fall asleep on, on the stereo, on your iPhone, whatever while you're resting. So anyhow, I stumbled across... Um, the New Testament out loud, like an audio book. And the background had like a thunder shower, thunderstorm, not real, you know, not no violent weather, but it's, you know, it's kind of, it's nice to lay in bed and to listen to Jesus all night while raining. Pretty cool experience. So um, I went live with Claire from Oregon yesterday and got interrupted but all, you know, just, I'm laying there listening, okay? So, you can literally listen to the entire Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and even Acts, in a night. You can, you, I don't know what time you go to bed, but go to bed and you can put that stereo on your phone, however you listen, and you can literally listen. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts with some soft rain and thunder in the background. And I've listened to the entire gospel two times this week. And I believe that your mind and your spirit never turn off. And I could be wrong. I'm no doctor and I've been wrong about a lot of things before, but I believe that when you're asleep, you can still hear things. And you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I know you got an outer ear and inner ear. I know how you got an outer man and an inner man, a soul. And I do believe that your spirit, your the real you, the new creation, the born again you, the Christian you, the Catholic you, I believe your spirit can um, receive from God. Hey, Jr. 
Pauls. I need you on here, bud. I appreciate you. But I believe that I've read that people have learned how to speak Latin and learn math and history and all kinds of things during their sleep. I've even heard of people being able to exercise and lose weight in their sleep. They may just be a bunch of garbage, I don't know, but if you just listen to Jesus, you know, you got all these denominations out here and opinions, and, I, and it's amazing to me how our impressions of Jesus are from sitting in church, uh, from denominations or whatever, but it seems to me that Jesus has a reputation worldwide of just being this really chilled out dude, this groovy, loving, kind, tender-hearted uh, Jesus, kind of like a hippie yoga Jesus. Uh, uh, you know, they make these movies of Jesus, the older movies I grew up with, where he looks like a, a sissy, a wimp, to be honest with you. Not a very masculine image of Jesus. But uh, if you just test me on this, okay? Test me on this. Start listening to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you can throw acts in there on YouTube. You can find it with music. And just listen to the man. Yes, the man, Christ Jesus, the man part. Talking out of your phone for eight and 10 hours straight and just listen to him respond to people, listen to him talk, the words he uses. Man, he's a, oh, he's a tough guy, man. He, uh, I sincerely believe that if Jesus was alive right now and had a Twitter account, that they would ban him within a couple of days because you know, I look at Trump, and so many people hated Trump because they said he was a meanie, that he was rude. Uh, some people said he was a racist, which I never understood because, you know, I've seen Trump for years in movies and with all kinds of celebrities, all kinds of skin colors, and I, I just don't see that part of him. I can see where people that are... Uh, Mexican that have family in Mexico would be mad that he would say things that he did about like Mexico not sending their finest and him, you know, always bringing up Mexican drug gangs and all. Um, I can see where some people would say that he was mean. And a lot of things he tweeted, he's just a butthole, okay? I, I, I voted for the dude both times. And he makes me laugh. And I like Sorry, I'm scratching my ear. It's itching like crazy. A lot of things Trump said just makes me laugh because I think the appeal to Trump was that he was saying what a lot of people wanted to say. And he had a platform and he would say it. And he did not give a dang whose feelings it hurt. And Jesus said some things that would hurt a lot of people's feelings today. And if you don't believe me, it's only because you've never heard Jesus talk before Okay, because if you'll turn on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and turn off YouTube or, or turn off social media, turn off TV, turn off everything, just start listening when you're driving for a while. Listen to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Listen to Jesus talk. 
every day for a while. How about the rest of Lent? What if the rest of Lent, every night, you listen to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the whole thing, and you'll wake up all through it or listen to it at work or on your earbuds or while you're driving, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are the recorded words of the living God in human form, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the man, Christ Jesus, the God-man, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, born of a virgin, uh, listening to deity talk. And there's a lot of things Jesus would say that, that made me laugh, actually. I mean, he could say some brutally honest things, and he knew what the problem was. There was no fooling Jesus, okay? You couldn't con Jesus or trick him. Jesus knew how you would think. He could read your thoughts. He knew your thoughts, and he could go right to that thing, that thing that's causing troubles. A lot of times we want to tiptoe and dance around it, but Jesus was brutal. You know, he even, he went up to that sick man that had been laying next to the pool. You know, the one that when the angel would stir the waters up, whoever got into the pool would be healed. And Jesus had been walking by that pool for 30-something years. And this dude is laying there crippled. Hey, Kevin, dude is laying there crippled or whatever's wrong with him. Good to see you. There, Kevin from Kentucky. I like Kentucky. I'm trying to get up there uh, to visit. Haven't been there in a couple of years. But uh, Jesus um, sees this guy that's sick. I don't know what's wrong with him. But I do know the dude been laying there a long time. I forget. I get confused. Different parables and stories. But he's been there a long time. And for one reason or another, dude never got in that water fast enough to get healed. And Jesus walks right up to him, walks up to a sick man, a disabled man, a man that's been suffering, and says, do you want to be healed? It's like Jesus got tired of looking and wondering why this guy ain't worked out some kind of way to get well. I mean, couldn't in the course of years and decades have your friends slide you to the edge of the pool or maybe rig it somehow to where when the waters got troubled, you'd fall in. I mean, how are you going to not get in a pool for decades? Could it be that you don't want to get better, that you like being stuck in your situation? There's a remedy, there's a solution, but you don't want it. Jesus asked the man, do you want to be healed? And boy, if he said that, on TV, if he was walking to a hospital, to ICU, to a cancer ward, and walk up to somebody that's been real sick and say, do you want to be well? Boy, people be outraged. If Jesus tweeted and put stuff on Instagram and TikTok that's in the Bible, he'd be banned and blocked. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus Christ. This fellow right here, and this is just a picture, he would be kicked off of faith. Man, he'd be. My brother said, I wonder if Jesus Christ, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden ran for president, who would win? Well, I can tell you who would not win, and Jesus would get 
They would look, the, the left would turn on Jesus so bad and so would the right. The church would turn on Jesus because Jesus was tough and demanding. And there's a few things, not a few things, there's a lot of things Jesus said I cannot wrap my head around. I just cannot wrap my head around. Because Jesus is a, uh, he's a, hard, a hard fellow to follow. He's hard. You know, down here, I, I live in football country, and they got a coach at Alabama, Nick Saban, and he's really, really hard on the players. He loves them, but he's hard. And Jesus, I think, is hard at times. I mean, he'll, you got a woman, an ethnic woman, a foreigner, wanting Jesus to heal her and uh, wants to heal the daughter. I think she's coming for her daughter. And Jesus is saying, I'm only here for Israel. I'm not here for the dogs. Do you know that Samaritans were called dogs in that culture? You know, that's a racial word. Jesus said that children, the bread is for the children, talking about healing and life. There's a poor uh, uh, thing in the mass right there. You know, the Eucharist, the bread is for the children, not for the dogs. But he just straight up said that, you know? And the lady said, true, Master, but even the dogs eat at the feet of the table. And Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Um, Jesus didn't get in no hurry. I mean, you got Lazarus on his deathbed. And everybody said, man, your friend's dying. He's in freaking ICU on life support. He ain't going to make it through the day. And Jesus waits, waits. He don't go nowhere. Finally, he gets around to going. The man's dead. And everybody's boo-hooing and crying and sobbing. And even Jesus cried. He cried. He was a human, just as human as you and me. Um, I'm not saying he's not God and not deity, but he's, you know, human. They call it the hypostolic union. All God, 100% all the time. All man, 100% all the time. Don't know how it works. Don't know how the Trinity works, but Jesus was a tough guy. He was tough. Uh, he's not of some sissy. And he said things that would hurt people's feelings. And sometimes I go to confession, and I've had the priest, you know, you're supposed to be looking at the priest like he is Jesus. You know, in persona Christo, however you pronounce it in the Latin. But you get in that confession booth, and sometimes a priest is, well, um, he'll go for that root of the problem. You know, it's like, I know these two priests here in Birmingham, and one of them is so tender and sweet in confession. I love when I've really messed up. I like going to hear him because he makes me feel uh, pretty good and forgiven. Then I got another priest. I don't like going to see him because he's there for business. He wants to know why this problem is still popping up that's going to put my ass in hell. Think about it. Now, Jesus said, he said a lot of stuff. You take G, you know, nobody wants to take Jesus too literal unless it's something to do with the pet dogma. You know, Jesus says some things that I think sometimes he was being literal, even when 
Most people say, there ain't no way he meant that. Well, maybe he did mean it. We're talking about going to hell for eternity. And he's saying, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Because it would be better to be one eye like Popeye here on the earth than to go to hell with two eyes. That'd be an extra eye to burn. Think about that. He's saying you'd be better off a one eyeball in hell than to have two eyeballs in hell. So go ahead and pluck it out now. If he says, if your hand offends thee. Later on, he says, if your foot offends thee and causes you to sin, cut them off. That's how serious. Now, Jesus, Jesus didn't run no disclaimers. He didn't have people uh, getting on Twitter and TV to clarify Jesus' remarks. Can you imagine today if Jesus was walking around doing what Jesus did and saying what he said, that his staff would probably be uh, trying to cover up, you know, change what he said? You know, Jesus said some pretty powerful things, and he called people names. Jesus used strong language and called people names. I'm not fussing at Jesus. I love Jesus. I like him, okay? But Jesus did call people names. If you don't believe that Jesus called people names and punched back, and went on the attack, and got rough with his tongue, then you have never listened to the Bible a day in your life. That's, that's what I don't understand about a lot of Protestants and non-Catholics. They'll make some of the most incredible remarks about something Catholic, and they'll say, where's that in the Bible? And it's all over the Bible. Have you ever, in a single time, read the Bible? Sometimes you got to take your glasses off. And I've done that like twice in my life where you take your religious glasses off and you take out the religious filters, you take out the social filters, the political correctness, um, you take off the safety goggles, the earphones, all the protective devices and filters, get rid of them and listen to Jesus talked, and everywhere he talks, those words are red. They're called red words. I know a preacher that all he did for a long time was read the red words. He'd get his New Testament out. All he did was read the red words, Jesus' words. Now, do we believe that Jesus is God the Son? Do we believe that Jesus knew what he was talking about. You know, but I'm just thinking, can you imagine how shocking it would be if Jesus showed up at Mass this weekend and did the homily uh, and during the Eucharistic line while everybody's coming up there to eat them, that he has a word or two, or that he's you're in the booth seeing Jesus, I mean, for real, it ain't going to be Father so-and-so. It's going to be Jesus this Sunday in the booth from 7 a.m. to after Mass. Jesus is going to be sitting in the booth, booth number one. Line up, get there early, and you go sit down in the chair, and you cross the screen from the Messiah, the one who regulates your current heartbeat. 
and think you can go in there with some bull and explain to him stuff and, you know, you know, you know, well, you can't con Jesus. You can't fool him. Jesus ain't, he ain't a dummy. He created you. He designed your brain. He knows everything you don't know and everything every doctor don't know. He's God. But he says some things, man. Jeez. And, and uh, you know, like I said, well, I got some things I just can't comprehend what he said. But if you don't believe Jesus was a hard man, so to speak, a hard man. Now, I'm not saying he's a mean. I'm, please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. But he's a rough fellow. Yes, he was sweet to kids, and a lot of females ran around with Jesus, obviously. Uh, Jesus had a, a charismatic personality, string, strength. You know, I've heard a lot of women talk about Trump. A lot of women like Trump. I know they hate him. These celebrities on Twitter hate Trump, but a lot of women I know love him. And I ask them, why do you love Trump? And they say, because he shows strength no matter what's coming at him, no matter what, Trump shows strength, and women are looking for strength. So Jesus, you know, he just showed strength, power, authority, everywhere he walked, every way he talked. He, even the Bible says he spoke as one with authority. You know, the, the Pharisees would send their uh, inquisitors to, you know, to interrogate him publicly, their lawyers, their best teachers of the law, Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees, they would go up to Jesus and start asking him questions and stuff, and Jesus would tear them a new one without even trying, okay, without even trying. Remember the rich man? The rich man came up to Jesus and asked him what he had to do to have eternal life. And Jesus said, you know, I went through some of the commandments, don't kill, don't do this, don't commit adultery, blah, 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 blah. And the youth said, all these things have I done since my youth. And uh, it got down to where Jesus said, one thing that you lack, sell all that you have. Because he's a rich man, a rich man. Sell all that you have, give it to the poor and follow me. See, Jesus knew that even though this dude <clears throat> was a righteous man and a blessed man. And this man came to him. This man came to Jesus. Smart guy. What do I need to do to go to heaven? What can I do for eternal life? And Jesus goes through a list of works, doesn't he? Yes, he does. About not doing stuff. And gets to the end, and we both know. Jesus knew the dude was hanging on to his money, and he probably wasn't willing to part with the money to follow Jesus. He probably felt an urge and a desire to follow Jesus. But, you know, that money, you know, what would I do? My job, my career, my house, my car, all that. I had to give it up, follow Jesus. And uh, it says that, you know, in that passage, and I think it's in Mark, it says this, this is the only place in the Bible, okay? This is the only place in the Gospels. It says Jesus looked at him and loved him. Did you know there's not any place in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where Jesus went up to an individual and said, I love you. 
hey, dude, come here, I love you. Give me a hug. No, we ain't got no, he probably, he may have done that a million times a day, but we don't have any scriptures that said Jesus went up to people and said, I love you, I want to hug you. Now, he laid hands on the kids. Oh, but in Mark, he looked at that young rich man and said, and it says he looked at him loving him. So the love was there, but Jesus knew what was holding the man back. It was that money. And it says a man walked away sorrowful for he was very rich and wealthy. But Jesus didn't tell him to have his best life now. He didn't say, just enjoy life. Don't get caught up in it too much. Don't get too hardcore. It's okay to miss mass. Don't be a fanatic. Don't read the word. Don't witness. Don't repent. Don't live right. It's going to be okay. I'm your drinking buddy. I'm good old Jesus, your drinking buddy, and everything's okay. I don't, he said, you know, just, hey, Lord. So if you get mad watching this, then you're probably like most people I know because when I bring this subject up, they get mad at me. I'll probably get blocked, deleted, unfollowed, chastised by lots of people over this video. But I just challenge you, listen to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John is, I mean, Jesus is absolutely serious about this faith walk with him. Absolutely serious. He's, Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus said, die to yourself, yourself. You know, we all have dreams and vision and desires and things and all. And Jesus says, die to yourself and follow me. Jesus demands absolute, absolute devotion, loyalty, obedience. And the Bible is very clear that without it, we will not see the Lord when we die. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, pretty serious business. Do you know I'm going to tell you something as I close? I grew up Southern Baptist, and I grew, and I also went to a lot of Pentecostal churches. And it's my impression and memory that most of the scriptures we heard in church and Sunday school or posted on the refrigerator or on the bathroom mirror were scriptures of encouragement, you know, blessing scriptures, promises, the promises of God. You know, but we don't ever post and quote them hard scriptures, them hard sayings. And there's a bunch of them. There's not like three. There's not like six of them. There's bunches of them. I could literally do a 12-hour video and go through examples where Jesus was just brutally truthful and tough. So get you YouTube tonight. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, I'd be a little careful what, what version to use. The reason I use the King James, even though I dox the King James, is because I live where everybody thinks the King James is the absolute perfect, straight from the word, straight from the lips of God. Jesus handed every one of his apostles a brand new King James right before he left. So that's what I use because I, I use scriptures from the King James to answer questions about the Catholic Church. So I can get around it 
you know. But get your Bible out tonight. Got it on tape, man. You ain't even got to know how to read. You can have dyslexia. You can be blind. You don't even have to have a Bible. If, you, if you're watching me, you can listen to the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I don't care what any preacher or theologian says. Them red words is Jesus talking. I don't give a rat's you-know-what about dispensations and church ages and this and that and all before the cross, after the cross, on the cross. It's Jesus, okay? This is the stuff Jesus said. And God said when Jesus was being baptized and I think on the Mount of Transfiguration, maybe it was, uh, this is my son. I, I love him. I'm well pleased with him. Listen to him. God, Jehovah God, said, listen to him. So how do you listen to Jesus? Well, guess what? You got about 10 hours of his words on YouTube, and you can listen to him from now till Monday morning. And pay attention and try not to get your feelings hurt because Jesus just, whoo, he was rough on some folks, but he loved them. Sometimes love is rough. Sometimes if you love someone and care about them, you'll get in their face. And I don't mean abuse, but you'll, you love somebody, you love your kids, sooner or later you're going to get in their face with the truth. And that's what Jesus did every day. He went in there with the hard truth. You know, he didn't candy coat nothing. Just gave it to him and didn't explain it. You realize Jesus didn't really explain a lot of stuff. He just threw it out there and walked off. I don't know if you ever heard the African-American comedian Cat Williams, K-A-T-T -T Williams. He's one of my favorite comedians. He um, should be a preacher. I think he's a, a preacher running from God. But, you know, he talks about uh, how Jesus, and he talked about Pope Francis. He said, Pope Francis, he'll just say something and walk off. He ain't going to explain it. He ain't going to backtrack it. He's going to say it and walk the heck off away from the microphone. The end. And Jesus did it every day. He'd just say it. Every now and then he'd go into some detail, maybe a few verses worth. He just straight up said, this is my body. This is my blood. Eat it. Jesus said, if you do not eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no eternal life in you. And that is a promise from God right now that if you don't eat the flesh and drink the blood of Jesus you cannot go to heaven so get in the word let's get in line with what Jesus said y'all have a good weekend